With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. How will the Chiefs attack the first three rounds of the draft? Some special guests join Mahomes and company in Dallas, and the Chiefs get their backup quarterback. With Nick Schwer, I'm Kayla Canaram, and it's always game day in Kansas City. For, 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 all, for all things KC, for everything Chiefs, it's always, game, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla Canaram and Nick Schwert. Nick, we are one week away from the draft, so it's time to call your shot. How do you think the Chiefs will attack the first three rounds? You know, I keep going back and forth. I would say over the past week, I have convinced myself that the Chiefs will not, and more importantly, should not draft a wide receiver. Oh, in the first. I'm officially off. We're changing our receiver. tune. I just don't think they're good enough. I don't think the prospects in this class are good enough for the Chiefs to spend a first round prospect on. I think if you look at this draft class and you look at picks one through four, wide receivers one through four there's not that much of a drop-off between the guys that are going to go in the first round and the guys that are going to go in the second round. You have other needs. You need to get an edge rusher. You need to get a right tackle. So why not spend your premium picks on those positions and let the wide receivers fall to you in rounds two or three? This is different than what you've said in previous episodes. I know. I, I I feel like I had like a come to Jesus moment with the wide receiver class over the weekend. Okay. you know what? I have I have small small receiver fatigue. I'm <laughs> tired of thinking about these 5'8", 180 pound receivers being in Kansas City. Like I want I want guys who look and are built like NFL wide receivers. You know the guys that are like six one. Six, you know, Juju Smith Schuster, right? One of your favorites. Uh, I don't know. God I, I don't him. know if Juju was as good as we had hoped he was going to be. I mean, he got the job done. I'm not complaining about Juju at all. But you know what Juju is? He looks like an NFL receiver. He is big. He is strong. He's got a big, strong. Like, I want, I want those guys. I don't want guys that look like me. I don't want 5'7", 175 pounds that look like they're going to get vaporized the second they get tackled by a strong safety coming across the middle. And those guys are not available in the first round unless you're getting Quentin Johnston, which I'm not sure the Chiefs will. So, I'm all aboard the edge rusher train. Go out and get the best pass rushing prospect that you can find at pick 31. Or if you get to 31 and you don't love the options that are available, trade out of the first round. Get one of the first 10 picks of the second round and maybe you know acquire an extra pick for later in the draft. I'm, or trade up. You know what? Any of those options are great. I just don't think taking a receiver in round one is the way to go anymore. So when we do take a receiver in round one, what are you going to do? 
<laughs> also, it, we should note that arguably the best wide receiver in the league is 5'10". Are you talking about Tyreek Hill? That is who I'm talking about. You know, he is good, but the difference is he's... Tyreek is, like, stout. He's strong. These dudes that are in this draft class, so Zay Flowers is a popular pick. Jordan Addison out of USC is 5'11", 175 pounds. Zay Flowers Lean, Lean guys. 5'8", 180 pounds. Jalen Hyatt is six foot 170. Like, there aren't receivers that – like, even McCole Hardman. So we thought of McCole as being a smaller guy. He's 5'10", a buck 85. Sky Moore, we think of as being a smaller guy. He's six foot or five eleven, uh, two hundred pounds. Kadarius Tony, I think, is like one hundred eighty five, one hundred ninety pounds. And it may seem like you're splitting hairs here, but the difference of fifteen pounds is a is a big deal, I think, for a sport like that in a position like as physical as that. Um. So again, when we do take one, are you going to freak out or? No, I'll act like he's the next great wide receiver immediately. I will immediately be on. You know how this works. The second the Chiefs draft one, I'll say, wow, this guy's a future superstar. The Chiefs got a steal. <laughs> well, on that same note, Nick, Quentin Johnston and Zay Flowers have both been working out with Patrick Mahomes and other Chiefs players in Dallas this week, or as some are calling it, Camp Pat. Um, do we think we're going to go after one of them? So the Zay Flowers one was really interesting. It was Tuesday, I believe, when there were photos that, that came out of Patrick Mahomes working out with Kelsey and Tony and Sky Moore and Jody Fortson, Chiefs players, and then all of a sudden, Quentin Johnston. But they were working out at TCU. So you think to yourself, okay, well, it makes sense. It was probably just a coincidence that they were – at the same facility, Quentin Johnston went to TCU. It all makes sense. But then you kind of think about the fact that Dallas is a big city, okay? I don't know if you've ever been. And in Texas, in Dallas, they they like football down football there. Football central. Than, there are more than one football facilities to work out at. What are the chances that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs just happened to be working out at TCU the same day Quentin Johnston was down there? And they said, hey – is there anybody else around here who wants to play football? <laughs> hey, you look like you you look pretty athletic. Why don't you come down here? I I I feel like this was very coordinated. And the same with Zay Flowers. Adam Schefter said as much in his tweet, saying that you know Zay Flowers thought that his top thirty visits were done, and then the Chiefs yep. wanted him to go down and, and work out with this. So it's very clear that they're doing their homework. Now I don't know if Brett Veach or Andy Reid are present. Maybe it's more of a chemistry thing. Maybe it's more of a, hey, we want you to work out with the team and let's just see what they say about you. Because I want to know how you feel about this. This is kind of a debate. As much power and as much sway as Patrick Mahomes has, I don't think, like, Brett Veach is not asking for his permission. He maybe asks for his input, like, what do you think of this guy? Do you feel like he would fit in here? But ultimately... Brett Veach is making this decision, right? He is not – Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the trump card to say, no way, don't draft a guy. If, if Veach, he's the general manager. He is the head honcho. If he wants to draft someone, he's going to draft someone. And more importantly, if he doesn't want to draft someone and Mahomes goes, I love him, though, Veach is going to say, that's great. I love him, too. But we have 
bigger needs over here, or there's a player I think is going to be a better fit. But it's very clear they wanted these guys to work out with Mahomes and work out with the rest of the offense just to get some general feedback as to how they kind of fit in. I have a stupid question. When draft process draft prospects work out with a team are they always working out with the qb ones like well no because workouts can mean i thought it was like with coaches and staff i didn't think it was with actual players well because the 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 team has no control over what patrick mahomes is doing right now right or, or any of the other players for that matter like the chiefs can't say hey pat you need to be here on this date and for the most part i would tell you they're not like no, most of the Chiefs players newsflash don't live in Kansas City during the offseason, right? They go back to their hometowns or they go to L.A. or Miami or wherever they live or they go on vacation. It just so happens that Mahomes has started this little summer camp down in Texas during the summer where he Can't brings pass. up all of his Chiefs buddies. And I think for the Chiefs sake, it is probably more useful to them to have a player go down and work out with Mahomes and the rest of the offense than it is for them to come in and like run drills against nobody in Kansas city. The other part of this that's interesting. is So there's that, no rule against it. Clearly. No, okay. No, the chiefs also, they have used meetings like this as smoke screens in the past. Like they'll bring in guys who they never draft or the exact opposite. They'll draft guys who they never brought in for a meeting. The trickery of the draft is one of my favorite things. They're trying to pull strings and the smoke screens. Like there's a lot of that going on. So do we think that Veach or Andy Reid were behind this? Or is this Pat on his own being like, hey, let's work out? I think, well, certainly with, I don't know enough about the Quentin Johnston one because that one wasn't really like a news release. It was just more of a, Hey, look at this. Look at these pictures. We're all in Dallas. Yeah. So I don't really know. I don't really know how that works because Quentin Johnston is based out of Dallas. So I'm sure there could be some skirting of the NFL rules to say, hey, they just happen to be working out together. He doesn't count as one of our visits. So I don't know. I have no idea what happens with that one. But at least the way that the Zay Flowers news came across, it certainly made it seem like that was coordinated. That was like Mm -hmm. a, hey, and, and most of these guys, like they may, they may have trainers down in Dallas or they may have common trainers of Chiefs players. And they say, hey, while you're down there, because you're in contact with the agents, and Brett Veach is in contact with all of these players' agents. He may say, well, hey, while your guy's down there, I know Pat and the boys are getting together tomorrow at noon. Why don't you send your guy over there and we'll work him into the mix a little bit? It can't harm. It, what's the harm? Right. Even if you don't think that like Zay Flowers will be around at pick 31. What's the harm if you're if you're Brett Veach of saying, why don't you go just work out with Pat for a day? He may hate you. He may love you, but I'd at least like to know one way or another. How intimidating. <laughs> you were to be yeah, a you're... draft prospect playing with the defending Super Bowl champs and arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game. And I bet you this, like they're probably nice, but they're also like, they're not like, Oh, hey, bud. Oh, hey. It's so nice to meet you, Zay. Oh, are you trying to get... Like, those guys, by the way, the other... Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, they're fighting for snaps. 
they're fighting for roles. Mm-hmm. I bet you they're not there rolling over to let some 21-year-old wide receiver come in and take their job, especially before the team has even selected them. So if you're going down there, it's probably like get in line. Get in line because we came down here to work, and if you're not ready to work, then we don't need you here. I bet you it would be really intimidating. It brings back to my whole theory of dirty rushing. This feels very dirty rushing-esque. Here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> you brought up an interesting point, though. We know Veach and Pat are thick as thieves. Obviously, he has final say. How much do we think Pat's input matters compared to Andy Reid's input? Well, Andy Reid has way more input. Like I don't. I think they. I think that the Pat input's kind of overblown. Okay. Like I think they ask him for his advice, but he's a player. He can play with are, anybody. This we know. Yeah, and he's not a he's not an executive. Like he doesn't. What makes him great is what he does on the field. He is not somebody who constructs a roster. He doesn't have to think about contracts. He doesn't have to think about depth charts. Like he just goes out there and plays football. He thinks about being a quarterback. So, I think you 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 know you try and figure out what he likes and what he doesn't like. But beyond that, I don't I don't think he has a ton of pull in terms of like who the Chiefs are signing. So not an Aaron Rodgers situation. <laughs> no, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Yeah, you would hope it's not an Aaron Rodgers situation. <laughs> it out because he has so little say in it. Out of those two, Quentin and Zay, is there one that you like better or do we know enough about them or where do you lean with these two? Um, I tend to lean towards Zay Flowers. I know he kind of kind of scares me away, like 5'8", 180 pounds. I know the size thing kind of scares me, but in college at Boston college, you know, he actually showed that he can be a do it all receiver. Like he played on the outside. He played on the inside. He can play slot. He can play your number one. He's got real game breaking speed and agility. Whereas Quentin Johnston, he looks the part, but in terms of like, are you actually a good receiver? Are you actually good? Can you, are you going to play with like, he's big and physical, but he doesn't play with physicality. So what good is it to me that you're big and strong if you don't ever utilize it? Whereas Zay Flowers, like, I know what you do well. I know that you're really fast. I know you make guys miss. I know that you get defenders on their heels. I don't know that Quentin Johnston is any of those things. So it's sort of like a boom or bust. Would you rather go for the, sh- the sure thing or would you rather swing for the fences? Hmm. We will find out shortly. Again, one week away. By the way, Nick, any updates on the draft? What's what's happening in Kansas City? Are things the construction is underway? The construction is underway. Uh, they, I was just driving past it this afternoon. The scaffolding is up in front of Union Station. It's going to be the biggest draft stage ever. So it is very much happening. whoa. Yeah, biggest draft stage ever in terms really? of square in terms of square footage. They keep track of this stuff. Look at you with the fun facts. That's right. I don't know how fun it is, but it is a fact. <laughs> when does when does everyone get in town? Like all the media? Are they is that I, like a weekend thing, a Monday thing? Probably like a Tuesday thing. Honestly, Tuesday okay. Thing. I don't know how much time in advance you need to be there for. That's true. Yeah. This isn't like Super Bowl where things are happening all week. Where will you be for the draft? I will be in the studio for Thursday and then we're doing a, a show at a brewery on Friday and then back in the studio on Saturday. So 
anchoring the coverage, as they call it. How exciting. Very exciting. Love that for you. It's a shame you won't be here. I'm so bummed. I want to be there. I'm sorry. Actually, technically, I could be there. If I wanted to. Never too late. We will be having a game on Tuesday. Should we have a game five? Game six is until Saturday, so I have a gap. Something to think about. (laughs) Stand by for that. Um, Well, something, Nick, happened this week that I am so excited about. Blaine Gabbert signed with the Chiefs as a backup quarterback, and I could not be more thrilled about this signing. Thank you, Brett Beach. It's like he reads my mind. Mm, Blaine Gabbert coming back home. Coming M-I-Z. back to the state of Missouri, where he belongs. You know, I love that the Chiefs went out and got a veteran quarterback. There was sort of maybe some thought that they would just go after a rookie, that they would just draft one in the seventh round or something with one of their 10 draft picks and just bring him in and let him be dueling it out with Shane Bouchelle for the backup quarterback. But as we saw over the past couple of years, like having a veteran like Chad Henney, even though he's not a starting quarterback, but knowing that in a pinch, you need him to lead you on a drive. What did he do? 98-yard touchdown drive in a pivotal game. Yep. That part matters. I think the line of thinking is if you're a backup quarterback in the NFL and your starting quarterback goes out with an injury, let's say he's going to miss a month, if you can go two and two, that's a successful stint as a stand-in quarterback. And that's a tough ask for a rookie or anybody who doesn't have real NFL experience to just sort of tread water. And Gabbert's been around, and then you look at his resume, it's almost identical to what Chad Henney's was. I think it's sort of perfect. Like, he's not getting a starting gig, but he backed up Tom Brady for the last three years in Tampa Bay. Now you bring him into Kansas City. You hope you never have to use him. It's one of those things, right? It's the emergency valve. You hope he never sees the field because we hope Patrick Mahomes is healthy. But based off history, like Pat plays with a little reckless abandon. And sometimes that's going to get him into situations where he may have to miss some time. And if so, you'd rather have a veteran filling in than a young kid. I'm so jazzed about this. And can we talk about how he will now have been the backup to arguably the two best quarterbacks to ever play the game? Like, how about that? To be under both of them? That's crazy. Well, well, we got a couple, you know, going from back-to-back quarterbacks who, you know, had time as starters in Jacksonville, but it didn't pan out. So I'm targeting 2030 for when Trevor Lawrence will be uh, the Chiefs' backup quarterback (laughs) behind Patrick Mahomes. Another solid backup. That's right. I'm here for it. I like it. I like it a lot. M-I-Z, baby. Hmm. As much as it pains me to say it, <laughs> you. Wow, that's big of you. Thank you. I for know, that. I know, I'm growing. Nick, do we have anything else to add today? This is going to be short and sweet. Short and sweet. Draft week next week, saving all our energy. That's right, we are. Big week ahead, folks. Buckle up. We'll talk to you then. That is Nick Schwert. I'm Kayla Canaram. This is It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you.